Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Welcome to the Stairway to Heaven. We're coming to you bringing insights into the ever-changing high-frequency currents now being the planet and their effect on us all. The source of vital information for the evolving human being. I'm Golda Wiecka. Higher Self. A Deeper Look. The concept of a higher self is nothing new, but what is a higher self and how do we speak to it? To understand the concept of a higher self, we need to go back to the moment of birth. When we were born into physical reality, we're moving from the higher frequency of spirit, or the unified field, to the lower one of physicality. This necessitates we break off from some of our natural frequency expression to accommodate becoming physical. The severance is so severe, it results in amnesia. We totally forget who we were and what happened before we got here. However, we don't simply throw away the higher frequency aspects of ourselves. Instead, we leave an energetic trail, if you will. Some of our frequency that's too high to occupy the physical body remains in our energetic body or auric field. Frequencies that are higher yet form a continuum from our energetic body that eventually reaches and merges with the unified field. The higher self is not so much a persona as a frequency band running from the portion of us able to incarnate to the aspects of us that connect with the unified field. Those of us alive now came during lower frequency times as the frequency on the planet has been steadily rising for generations. Those born after us come in with fewer frequency restrictions. The ambient frequency of the planet at the time of their birth was higher, accommodating greater portions of the frequency body to incarnate. During higher frequency times, children are coming in with more of their frequency intact and therefore have access to greater truths than those in times past. It's necessary to steward these gifted ones to our reality without imposing it upon them. We must never invalidate their dreams, imagination, or their reality. These children may remember more than we've forgotten, and they hold the key to tomorrow. As the ambient frequency rises, those of us born previously are not necessarily stuck with the frequency we retained at birth. Now that the aspects that we previously disconnected from are more compatible with the ambient frequency of the planet, we can reverse the process and reconnect with the higher frequency aspects of ourselves, aka our higher self. But to do so, we must clear damage, belief systems, defense mechanisms, and much of our socialization to accommodate an increased frequency. 
In addition, we have lived our entire lives with limited frequency and as a result, limited perception. We have framed our perceptions of reality around those limitations. This incomplete or even erroneous perception of reality must be dismantled to make way for new concepts and understanding. It's also necessary to heal the physical body so it can accommodate greater frequency. Our physical bodies are much like a speaker wire. Wire made from metal with greater frequency resistance distorts the signal resulting in inaccurate representation of sound. When our bodies are toxic and sick, they will have greater difficulty accessing information from higher sources. Furthermore, they cannot accurately channel spiritual information without distorting it. As we clear our body and accommodate higher frequency into our physical form, our brain has increased access to higher frequencies and therefore more complete information from the unified field. As our physical form resonates with a higher frequency, we become more expansive, making room for additional frequency to download into our energetic fields. This makes a continuum of additional frequency and therefore information available to us. This is the process of spiritual evolution. Along this frequency continuum are several transducers whereby the language of the higher frequency of spirit can be decoded to make sense to the mind and applicable to physical reality. One major point of transduction is the imagination. The imagination links the physical brain to the energetic field. Imagination accesses the energetic field and presents the information found there as metaphors that can be decoded, stepped down into a form the physical brain can work with to gain further knowledge and understanding. Thus, the fallacy of believing all knowledge comes from books or from others. What we find there is old information, often subject to distortion when it was originally accessed. That's not to say the knowledge we get from education is useless, but rather a warning to understand its limitations. After all, information from the unified field via our imaginations is also subject to gross misinterpretation. A common mistake is to read metaphorical information as literal. The imagination can be used to access information and concepts, but it can also be used to build and manifest. There's more on this topic in the Stairway to Heaven episode number 29, Alchemy and Manifestation. In the imagination, the higher self may present as a persona. This can be extremely helpful, as it's much easier to relate to a persona and understand language from one than from pure frequency. This does not mean the persona associated with our higher self in our imagination is not real. It's as real as we are, since we are also metaphorical representations of frequency. Be aware there are limitations inherited in the information received from our higher selves. The higher frequency, the more capacity for greater knowledge and understanding. The pitfall, what's true at one frequency becomes only partial truth at a higher one. So, if we consider information from a higher aspect of ourselves to be ultimate knowledge, we're destined for disappointment. Truth evolves as we do. The reverse is also true. We may be getting accurate information from a higher aspect of ourselves, but due to the frequency at which we're currently operating, cannot fully interpret or understand it. Truth can only evolve if we do. So how do we commune with our higher selves at will? 
When we're in touch with our imagination, our brain waves shift from beta, that of day-to-day -day functioning, to the more dreamlike state of alpha. This brainwave frequency shift, while usually spontaneous, can be accessed at will with proper training. The ancient masters, they mastered their brainwaves frequencies through the discipline of shamanism, meditation, dance, rhythm, among others. These trans-like states altered brainwave frequency, granting access to the imagination. Through active imagination skills, one can access the higher self and glean information from the unified field. Again, the trick is interpreting the information found there. This is a learned skill and can be more complex than accessing the information to begin with. It requires a willingness to let go of what we think we know and openness to reevaluating our concept of reality. There is such a vast amount of information in the unified field how can we locate what we're looking for? Is there an index of contents, like at a library? Well, in a way, there is. It's known as personal intention. By clearly setting our intention as to what we want to achieve, we'll line up with the frequency information that applies. If one has set clear intent, that intention can then be used to help decode the information received. For instance, let's say I intend to discern what it would be like if I adopted a kitten. In my imagination, I might see a closet full of shredded clothes. In and of itself, a closet of shredded clothes could mean virtually anything. But when referring back to the kitten, it becomes clear that I'll need to put a lock on my closet should I choose to adopt said kitten and have something to wear. Another issue in the interpretation of spiritual information is that of expecting to be told what to do. Frequency information is extremely useful in helping us consider options before making choices. It's not designed to make those choices for us. In the larger scheme of things, spirit doesn't care if our clothes are shredded or not. That's a human concern. We are in human form, so these concerns are important to us. Therefore, it's important to understand spirit will simply offer up potentials. It's up to us to manifest what we want from those possibilities. Through conscious connection with our higher selves, we can make more informed decisions. Higher selves do not have an agenda. If we set our intention to evolve and become all we can be this lifetime, the information we receive will be to that end. If, on the other hand, we have no interest in the personal work and processing required to evolve, spirit will work within our limited reality and not rock our boat. The price we pay is to receive limited information, which is only true to a point. Communion with our higher selves requires the following. Provision for healing and processing and the willingness to do so. A shamanic or meditative practice that enables us to alter our brainwaves at will setting clear intention, accurate means of decoding spiritual information, ability to reframe our concept of reality to incorporate the additional information, and taking responsibility for our own choices and acting upon the information provided. When choosing to engage our higher self, some basic tools are needed. The first is a mean to access the imagination at will. For this, you can use biofeedback or learn basic shamanic journey skills to access and recognize the alpha brainwave state. Use a journal to record your experience. Start by writing down your intention and a clear question for your higher self. 
make sure the question does not require them to make a value judgment for you. Once you've accessed the dream state of Alpha, remember all the f that passes through your imagination and journal it in detail. Don't try to make sense of it while you're in Alpha. Simply record what you experience. Interpretation is a beta activity, so leave it until you return. Acquiring a good dream interpretation book and looking up all the symbols in your journal entry can help you learn the art of metaphor interpretation. Refer to the meaning back to your intention in question. Journal possible interpretations, but remain open. The information tends to deepen with time. Another method of accessing information channels is to sleep on it. By setting intention, composing a question, and journaling them both before going to bed, then intending to access and remember our dreams, we can commune with our higher selves and receive the information we seek. The information from dreams also needs decoding, so apply the journaling and metaphor interpretation process to dreaming as well. The more we enter the imagination to commune with our higher selves and take time to incorporate the data into our reality, we are in effect evolving our reality and with it, our personal frequency. By always leaving room for more data and deeper understanding instead of assuming that the uh, position of having arrived, we're free to continue our evolution into consciousness. This process continues, we begin to incorporate greater bandwidths of our higher selves into our physical beings. There comes a point in this process where we may experience what some refer to as having a walk-in. There are many forms of walk-ins. The one we're addressing here occurs when the increased frequency present in our physical form accommodates so much of our spirit that our old identity passes away, giving way to a more conscious self. Walk-ins are not a one-time deal. When evolving, you're likely to experience a series of them. Some are small and hardly noticeable, until one day you realize you simply do not view life or relate the same way you used to. Others are monumental, leaving one reeling in an identity crisis with an overwhelming sense of disorientation. Fortunately, this upheaval passes as we integrate the more expansive frequency and let go of judgments, misconceptions, and realities that do not jive with the higher frequency. We need to be prepared to possibly let go of old relationships that were based upon agreement in the old reality we're transcending. But take heart. Nature hates a vacuum. Before long, you'll draw new relationships based upon who you are becoming rather than who you have been. After all, our old identities were based on lifetime after lifetime of damage and low-frequency information. Rejoice in shedding who you're not and embracing your higher self. The future of our race depends upon it. Thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on the Stairway to Heaven, where we provide updates on the energetic currents, facilitating our evolution into conscious, powerful co-creators. As I'm sure you've noticed, not only do the Stairway to Heaven episodes stand alone, but they weave together to form a map to evolution and personal empowerment as we enter the new era. To revisit this or any of our past episodes, visit our archives at www.stairwaytoheavenmedia.com. If you'd like to find out more about me, my school, and the evolutionary tools we offer, visit www.findyourpathhome.com. Until next time, may you be blessed on your sacred path to wholeness. We are here. The time is now. <laughs>